10 seconds to fire it. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Picking favorites! Welcome to another episode of Picking Favorites, guys. Episode uh, six. Episode six. As usual, my name is Razzle. We got David Kentucky Coleman here. Uh, Zachary Levi, Tyler Labine, and Labine, depending on <laughs> and, and with us today is our good friend and uh, nerd culture icon, Compatriot. if you will, Mr. Nathan Fillion, everybody. Nathan what? Hi, you guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> I like that guy. I like that guy. Um, he's going to... He's connection, Tyler. Oh, yeah, right? Tyler, where are you from? Never. I can't, I, where am I from? Yeah. Uh, originally from Brampton, which is not, not something I'm very proud of, uh, and then uh, moved to, transplanted to the West Coast. I'm a Vancouver boy. Very nice. I, I'm also a huge fan, huge fan of that little film you did with my good friend Alan Tudyk. Yeah, I, I, I we we met each other at Alan's house a while back. Do you remember that? I don't. Yeah, we sat on his little patio. Wait, this is the Venice Beach, <laughs> and uh, it was very fun. It was nice. I met you. I mean, obviously, I made a very a huge impact. On huge you. impression. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love your movie, but I don't remember meeting you. <laughs> That's okay. It was years ago. It was years ago. But I thought you were pretty cool. <laughs> are, you, are you sure I it was me that. you met then? Well, now that we've got that out of the way, um, guys, we, we are on a time crunch in this episode of Picking Favorites, and it's probably for our benefit since we tend to be incredibly verbose, Tyler especially, me a close second, then Dave Ra- Razzle, you hardly say shit. I don't know why you're even hosting this thing with us, yeah. honestly. Start being the comedian that we hired you to be. Just bury um, your head in your computer and <laughs> shut up. Uh, but before we jump in, uh, Nathan, I love you so much. Uh, I'm so grateful that you have decided to um, take this chance <laughs> doing some <laughs> ridiculous podcast that really means nothing. We are the Seinfeld of podcasts. It's a podcast about nothing uh, but picking favorites. So really, it's just grown men reminiscing about bullshit. What am I going to um, say no to Zach Levi? But who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to do it? Uh, and, uh, uh, Nathan, um, obviously, you know, we, we know you from, from many things, uh, but tell us currently, uh, where people can find you, what, what you're doing right now. This is, I, this is everyone, every guest opportunity to basically say, and I'm working on this thing. Obviously Castle, when can people see you on Castle, that kind of stuff. I believe Castle's on Monday nights. I believe it's on super late. <laughs> so tune in for that. <laughs> Super late East Coast, very late Pacific. Pacific Typically, shows that are on as late as my show uh, have like a lot of curse words and or like, adult themes and skin. After Watershed, oh. right? I that's what it's what called. That means. that means after 10 p.m. So, yes, that's right. That's right. It's a 10 p.m. show. Any, anything else you want to plug in the in the beginning of the podcast before we jump into favorites? Uh, I have got nothing else except for the stuff I do with you, Zach. I don't know. Hey, are you doing any thrilling adventure hours soon? Uh, I just did one. I just did one, and I'm not uh, doing one again for a little while. Okay. I think I'm doing one in January. I don't know if you're around for that, but um, that'd be fun to do another one together. All right. 
And anybody who's wondering out there listening, you probably already know, um, but Thrilling Adventure Hour is an awesome uh, show that is done in Los Angeles. It's like a radio, it's like old school radio play um, with a bunch of, you know, actors slash comedians slash improv uh, people slash voiceover people who are all literally like just making silly voices and three different sketches and Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster and Jenny Wade and uh, Wade. oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. there's there's so many uh, well you guys work together on Reaper yeah yeah Jenny uh, with my wife um, but yeah there's so many great like uh, guest stars and and regular cast members and you know you should definitely. Uh, check that out. They have a podcast as well on Nerdist Network, I believe. So, anyway, so, all right, let's That's jump cool. in. Let's do this. What's our first right. uh, topic up, up for uh, picking, up for favoriting? Guys, the first uh, topic for today's episode is what's your favorite Halloween costume that you've ever worn? All right. Mr. Fillion, uh, since you were the guest. So wait, is it favorite Halloween costume that we've ever worn or that we've ever seen? You can do either. Can, That's fine. I, yeah. Your favorite Halloween costume is fine. Yeah, we can I don't just do think that. I've worn my favorite Halloween costume. That's okay. I think I've fine. been very envious of other people's Halloween costumes. I've yeah. worn your favorite Halloween costume. <laughs> I have. No, I have. <laughs> yeah, you have worn my favorite Halloween costume, you <laughs> bastard. Nathan Fillion has the best Halloween costume. That's why we're doing this category, this, by the way. This was, this was going to be my answer. In fact, I was going to specifically not choose Nathan's Halloween costume because I'm so damn jealous of it. But I think we should just kick off with it because, damn it, it's so good. Nathan, you're, you're kind of yearly. How long have you been doing this Halloween costume now? Well, I, the, the one, I had to finally retire it, but it was a, it was a costume three years <laughs> in the making. You retired it? Oh, yeah. Oh, that kind of that breaks my little Halloween heart a little well, bit. Well, it's three years. I got to move on to something new. <laughs> Yeah, but it's so good, and you can keep doing variations of it. Nathan basically got a black jumpsuit and like a black, almost like a like a beekeeper, like a beekeeper helmet, with like a mesh. Well, you built, I'm sure you built all that yourself, but and then you you strung what it like photoluminescent lighting strips. Yeah, that L wire that it. was very popular at the time, and I wired it all into a little uh, switch box that a friend of mine. I flew a guy in from Vancouver to to wire this thing in for me because he's just a clever guy. And I managed to, this was all inspired by a beer commercial of three guys <laughs> who pull up to a costume party, put up their binoculars, and they look inside, and they go, okay, I got a bunny and a cop, and, uh, and they see like three beautiful girls in particular costumes, and they start rifling through all these costumes they have and come up with complimentary costumes. Uh, a carrot for the bunny, a criminal for the cop, and I don't remember what the third one was. So I came up with a costume that I could switch depending on who I was standing next to. And in the end, I think I had 13 costumes on the outfit. There was skeleton, devil, ghost, oh, okay. monkey, I'm, I'm plant. It's basically... So it, it's we're going to put... We're going to make sure... We're going to get a picture of it uh, yeah, from Nathan. We'll put it on the fans' guide so you can see it. Um, when we... It's, it's a black jumpsuit, and he's got wire framing, lit, lit up wire framing. So in the dark, like, he'll have, like, a yellow, like, stick man, basically. Ah, yes. But then he had, like, a red one that it would switch. You had whole, all these different tracks of lights. So, like, he had a red one, with, and then, like, on his face, a little, like, devil head would pop up. He had another one that was a little monkey. The monkey was, was my favorite one. The monkey was the best. He was little, literally hang off people's shoulders and off branches. I'm it so was excited. genius. You son of a bitch. It was so good. It is terribly complicated. <laughs> <laughs> terribly complicated Halloween costume. No, uh, it's I, I glued well, string, I mean, and again, I flew the guy in from Vancouver to do the wiring. I was gluing string. That's Tyler, I think you could have handled it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's um, it was it's a, blowing my mind. 
It was, my mind a little bit. it was a very, very impressive costume. I remember the first time I saw it at a party, I was like, oh my God, that was, and I think I may have seen it like in year one, when maybe you had like only like five. Yeah, the, the, the year one was just a stick man, year two was five costumes, yeah. and year three was I saw. You, I think yeah. I saw year two, but I was like, that's amazing, that's so much, it's so clever and being a prop guy, I was like, that's an amazing like commitment and just fun, you know, just fun, like in, embracing that's the so holiday, good, which I love, I yeah. love. Uh, Razzle. What's your favorite? No, no, no. Oh, sorry, I missed it. Razzle, yeah, Razzle, what's your favorite? Uh, my favorite would be, um, I was in high school, I was uh, like 18 maybe, 17, 18. Um, I dressed as Edward Scissorhands, and it was one of the first costumes I created myself um, that I put time into and in, in constructing. Um, I didn't have the long, the, the long flowy black hair or the wig, but I dyed my hair jet black for it, and I pinned my face. I'll have to find a photo of it. I'll have my, my parental unit in Michigan figure it out. But um, that that's my... Um, that's my favorite one. And then a uh, second favorite real quick. I, this year I went as Steve Martin, and it was really good. So uh, nice. there we go. I saw that. I saw that photo. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, and guys, we'll have all the – and we'll put all the photos up on the fan guide so everybody can see exactly what we're talking about. It's really will understand why when I get Well, Tyler, then Tyler, you must tell us what yours is. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it was me. I, I, it was my own costume because I'm just damn like that. Um, I went out one year – uh, see now the thing with my Halloween costumes is always it's it's that I think I'm being very clever. It's not so much that it's a very elaborate theme or an elaborate costume, it's just that I think that the idea or the concept is clever. And this is one of those moments. I, I created a, a Greek mythological god named Jercules. I just wore a cape and I had a giant strap on dildo on, and that was the whole oh. costume. And I wrote I wrote the words Jercules across my chest. I love that. Uh, with like uh, red glitter. I love and that. Uh, that was it. That was my costume. I was Jercules, the god of. Um, I, I guess jerking off. <laughs> you, you had me at the name, and then you lost me on the dildo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. I thought you were just going to be a jerk. I thought you were just going to be an asshole to everybody. No, 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 no. There's no conscious. I had no conscientious sort of you know qualms with kitties seeing this dildo because it was at a very adult-oriented party. It was an adult-oriented. That's uh, something I went to. A, I went to an orgy. All I mean is there was like it was over eighteen, uh, and. Uh, it was good, and I, I left that party with um, many lipstick marks on my <laughs> Moving on. Whoa. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, Kentucky, what's your favorite Halloween costume? So in uh, about 1994, uh, it was. <laughs> this is going to sound – I w- didn't have a lot of money, so it was, I didn't have a lot of options. Uh, ER, ER, was a, ER was a very successful show on television at the time, and I looked very similar to uh, Anthony Edwards. When I was in my twenties, and so I went as Doctor Mark Green from ER, with the well scrubs, done. the glasses, the whole thing. And I walked into I walked into a party, and literally people were like, "Is that is that Goose? Is that that is that Goose? Is that that guy?" <laughs> like it was literally that weird. Like they were like, "And I have a picture. I'll I'll put it up." It, it was just my favorite because it was just super simple, but it was fun, and it you know, I got a lot of conversations out of it because he was very even though you know he was a balding, skinny you know. Uh, not traditionally ruggedly handsome guy, but still very popular, and I guess they liked his very his sweetness and his heart or whatever. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You had a strap on dildo hanging out of your. I actually was hanging out the back. Um, oh. I, I was off the back of the scrub, so I wanted to just mix it up. It, it was odd. So like a penis tail. Like a penis. It was kind of both, so people could grab it and hang on to it, and then chase me around. It was weird. Um, yeah. 
Zach. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep going back to that. So um so again I I, I I kind of I do bow to Nathan's Halloween costume. I just think it's one of the most ingenious little things I've ever seen. Um but I but aside from that, because let's be honest, we just gotta get away from Nathan for a bit. Um <laughs> I I was uh handing out candy at my house. Uh, my neighborhood's a big trick or treater uh epicenter, like families like just bust their kids yeah, into my neighborhood. Too. And um, so I get to see all kinds of really cool um, kids just, like, dressed up in lots. You know, sometimes it's, it's pretty traditional stuff or, like, I don't know, there were probably a thousand, like, uh, frozen girls this year, you know, whatever the hot thing is at the time, lots of Marvel characters. Uh, but there was one year with this kid, he, so, you know, ding-dong, trick-or-treat, and, and I'm looking at him, he's wearing, like, a sandwich board almost, it, it felt like, or, like, it was definitely, like, two kind of big pieces of board on, on front and back. And, um, but he was, he was all white with a big red, uh, uh, I think it's home, home, is it office depot? The, the, the easy button, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Staples, Staples. Staples, there you go. So none of the above. above. (laughs) Staples, there you go, Staples. So he was, he was an easy, literally, I just made me giggle. I was like, that's what you dressed up, that's what your parents, like you guys all kind of came together and was like, he's going to be an easy button. button. (laughs) And and I think he had one like on his thing and, you know, you could press the button. He's like, you know, press the button. Did you press it? I can't remember. I honestly don't know. But the point, the, the point is, while that was kind of just quirky and funny enough, I, you know, he gets his candy, he turns around to walk away, and on the back, he has another easy button, but it's written in Spanish. It says, Facil. <laughs> and I thought, this is one of the most genius little kids I've ever seen in my life. Like, he, it's, it's a two-sided, like, you don't think about the back of the costume. You don't think about walking away from the trick-or-treating door. And this kid and his parents thought they that did. through. They want to leave you with a joke, and they left me with a really funny... Uh, multicultural, bravo, bravo to that yeah, family. multicultural. Tyler. So that's uh, and then and then uh, if I could throw in one last little bonus, my, uh, <laughs> in my mind, maybe my favorite. Um, in in uh, in Jerry Seinfeld, I'm telling for the last time, which I referenced in the last episode. He talks about Halloween. He's got a whole long bit about Halloween, and he talks about how he finally got to be Superman for Halloween. But then you know the mask and the gray rubber band, and it snaps, and you're breathing through the holes, and your mother wears uh, your mother makes you wear your overcoat anyway until you end up at the door. <laughs> it's like uh, Bing Bong, trick or treat. Who are you supposed to be, Superman? Look at the pant legs, like that. <laughs> in my my visual, that's my favorite. Uh, in my mind's eye, that's my I've favorite been, Halloween costume. All right, Tyler, I gotta say, I've been. I mean, I've been the last four minutes. I've been trying to think of other Greek puns for you, and I'm uh, upset. The only thing I can come up with is dickerous. That's the only thing I can come up with. Giant dick with yeah. wings. He's really fast. What, what yeah. are you getting too close to with dickerous? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, did we get raffles out of that? We did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, uh, oh, that's I, right. Edward Scissorhands. That's Edward Scissorhands. All right. Moving on. Hold on. Hold on. What? What? I don't think Nathan. I mean, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Nathan, did you pick your own costume as your favorite, or did Zach pick it? Oh, that's true. Nathan. That's true. What's your favorite Halloween costume, Nathan? Uh. Yeah, I'll go with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with that one. Okay, it was very comfortable. Gonna, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not no, gonna it's solid. I, I, mean, had, I had another one that was gone. like, uh, I made artificial arms. I was like a giant Grim Reaper. I wore stilts. I had these huge arms that the fingers worked and everything. It was it was terrifying. It was really cool. But I was always scared of falling and breaking my knees. Were you on stilts too? On Is stilts. that what you said? Yeah, oh, on stilts wow. too. Like the drywall stilt kind? Yeah, like exactly. the strap your feet? Oh, wow. Yeah. I was That's nine scary. feet That's high. I couldn't drink. 
I, I, I was oh, like right. a camel. I couldn't pee. Yeah. How did you? <laughs> how, how do I what? <laughs> Hold it. Mind. Yeah, well, Giant hands, like a little baby. Like, you know. the, uh, the fear that you're going to break your knees. Yeah. 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 But again, commitment. Uh, commitment. He's all about commitment for his Halloween costume. Hey, Razzle. Hey, Dave. Do you have someone on your gift list that is impossible to shop for? That guy in your life who has everything? I do. Uh, he's my father, and I suppose my brother also. So I have two, uh, two of those uh, folks, two, two of those guys in my life. That have you ever considered gifting razors to them? And uh, if so, what about Harry's razors? Um, I haven't until recently, until I've, I've been, you know, acquainted with Harry's razors uh, because they send us a, a very nice um, gift box to test out and try out. And it was something that really made me think, and I really like it. It's a very well presented package, and. Uh, the product is very great, and it's one of those things that you know it's on the to-do list. It's on your shopping list that I always forget to buy, and it would be nice to just have one of those come to my door as a gift, so that way I don't need to worry about forgetting to buy it. So I would uh, recently I've I've really thought about gifting razors. Um, uh, it's just in time for the holidays, guys. Harry's is gifting all listeners of the show five dollars off their first purchase. With the promo code Razzle. Yeah, and that's $5 off your first purchase. The winter set, an engraved handle, and the basic kit. So let's say you go with the basic kit and the promo code. You'll get the razor, three quality blades, and a tube of their foaming shave gel or shave cream for just $10. So not only is this half the price of other big branded blades, you're getting quality German-made blades shipped straight to your front doorstep, so you can skip those store lines. Yeah, it's and Harry's is great because they're the gift that gives back. Harry's supports the community by donating 1% of sales and volunteering 1% of all employees' time with their community partner, City Year. Go to harrys.com now, and Harry's will give you $5 off if you type in my coupon code Razzle with your first purchase. That's harrys.com, and enter coupon code Razzle at checkout for $5 off. And start shaving better today. The next topic is uh, let's do uh, let's do our favorite holiday tradition. Uh, let's do holiday tradition last since it's, we're going to be right in the middle of the holiday season when this comes out. So let's uh, let's leave that one for last. Let's do our favorite '80s action movie, um, yeah. and uh, let's start with a razzle this time. I'll start. Uh, Yippee Kaye, motherfucker, Die Hard. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's also, I would say, rivals uh, my favorite Christmas movie. I suppose if we're going to get into holidays here, uh, yeah, amen, brother. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I I don't need to say much about Die Hard. If you've seen it, it's awesome. Um, Bruce Willis, B Dubs, good old B Dubs. You know, person not in the place he's supposed to be. You know, uh, uh, he's uh, just come to visit his wife and repatch up his marriage, and terrorists take over the Nakatomi Plaza, also known as the Fox Building, if you live in L.A. and uh, it's uh, it's just a super fun. It's you know, it's uh, yo ho ho. Now I have a machine gun. It's every. I mean, it's so quotable. Welcome to the it's party, so pal. It's just such a good action I, movie. Um, so I have a theory about Bruce Willis. I think if you switch two letters of his name, uh, and his name he'd actually been uh, named Bryce Willis. None of this would have ever happened. <laughs> when he wouldn't be where he is. His name was Bryce Willis instead of Bruce Willis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very so different good. man. Yeah. <laughs> Die Hard, my favorite. Actually, it's a good one. It's a good one. Keeps you up at night. These are the things I think of. These are the things I think of. Wow. Uh, Tuck, Tuck, Tucky. What's your uh, favorite? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, it's funny you think about this category. You think a lot of like Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme. A lot of like big muscly. Uh, you know, which I why I like Die Hard. I think Die Hard's such a great thing. Is it's very different. He's like every guy. 
I'm going to go with the 1986's Big Trouble in Little China. Ooh, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, son of a... Oh, uh, movie's yeah. horrible. So movie's good, horrible. Though. I just it's love lucky. it. I'm going to... Strong, so Kurt good. Russell, hilarious. again, it's got the right amount of comedy, the right amount of action. Yeah. It's yeah. just so uh, funny. It's so not believable. Hey. Uh, it's not believable at all. It's an action movie. Just How like does San Francisco not man. know there's monsters under the street? How does Terminator work? I mean, again, these are all things that doesn't matter. It's Time magic. Travel. It's magic and fun, and uh, it's got Yo great Pang, characters. <laughs> I just love the movie. I just, I just thought on, it was different. It's just it's just like a great take yes. in the middle of all the stuff that was happening with the diehards and the yeah. Terminators yeah. and Commandos and Cobras he, he and all that. He was the hero they constantly kicked in the nuts. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He didn't mind taking a punch and, and not being guy. the best guy. The yeah. hero who really, it was, I mean, he was essentially like uh, like Inspector Gadget to where he didn't do anything. He, yeah. he, he saves the day That's on accident. That's not true. He did some kickassery. There was some. There was a lot of goofing up. Him shooting his machine gun into the ceiling. <laughs> oh, when he first tried to shoot the, it, your safety's on. Yeah, <laughs> happened. But he did do some cool stuff. No, he's great including, in the movie. Like it's my including fun. catching a knife, throwing at his face, and throwing it right back. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be he real. He did do he that. Did no, guys, he. Guy. That's why it's my favorite. He Super fun. I love it. and Egg Foo Young. I just love every. There's so many ridiculous jokes. Yeah. So uh, that's mine. Uh, was that I, Kate Capshaw? Was she in that too? That was that was Spielberg's wife. Now, right? Or no. Who was no, that? no, 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 no. It was Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Keeping yeah. the Canadian connection strong here. Yeah. Right. Kim Cattrall. Uh, She's so horrible. She's so horrible in it. So bad. Uh, green what? eyes. So oh, that's her thing. That's her draw. Uh, really uh, Tyler, what do you got? Um, I got to go with the. Uh, I'm, I'm going to move back into the muscly, sort of bulgy man category. Uh, Van Damme, Bloodsport. Oh, oh. So good. Uh, Bloodsport for me is one of those movies that, like, it may not be the intention of it, but it's so fucking funny. It's so dumb. There's the, there's, there's the the longest flashback <laughs> so in the world. I don't know if people have seen the movie. He he shows up at his dying sensei's doorstep, and uh, the lady, the, the the wife, answers the door, and she makes him wait at the door, and then he goes into this flashback, which is the first half of the movie. <laughs> he, he literally goes into this like I think it's about a thirty minute flashback. Yeah, Act One like, is oh, entirely he, flashback. As a kid, he like breaks into his house, and then he like he catches him and teaches him how to like respect the sword. And you're watching, it and you're like, is he still just standing on, <laughs> on the suit right now? How, how long does he have to wait for this sensei? What's that? How long does he have to wait for this sensei? He was old. He was old. You think he has sense of urgency? Here. Senseis get to take whatever <laughs> time they want. It's true. They can make you stand on the doorstep for I, a day. A question though: if if a flashback lasts for half a movie, does it still qualify as a flashback? Good question. I think it has to. It's no, it's the, the flash is not kind of insinuates. It's just yeah. quick. Oh, but that's a great point. Yeah. Soft focus. Uh, <laughs> really? It has an ethereal. <laughs> it has an it had, yeah. Dreamweaver was playing yeah. in the background. Yeah. Got a real milky feel to it. You know? Yeah, I did. A very ethereal <laughs> the quality, sound, slightly quality. echoey. Yeah. And also in that movie, one of the best slash worst foot chases ever, with um, a very young uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Run through the streets of Tokyo, and it, like Van Damme keeps like goofing with him. He's like running, and he stops and like pushes over a garbage can, and then like leans up against like a like a like a lamp post and sort of like winks at them, and then keeps running. It's like it's the worst. Again, <laughs> Bugs Bunny style, which, face, which ends with them running on a bunch of like junk boats in the water, and the and the two bumbling cops fall in the water, and it's oh so satisfying, oh so satisfying, oh so satisfying. 
That's a good one. Uh, it's 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 uh, one of my favorites when I was a, in uh, a kid for sure. Zach, what about you, buddy? Um, <laughs> well, I, like big, I, I really wanted to go Big Trouble, but you went there, so I kind of I, I love and hate you for the, <laughs> at the same time for that. Uh, I could go super weird and go like Jim Cotta. I don't oh, know. Wow! <laughs> I'm not going. Nathan's face just went. What? I don't know. What? Oh, what? Because, look, as 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 phenomenally weird as that movie is, that movie's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. It's, it, it, and and by the way, and as, as impressive as the lead dude was, who was like this crazy weird gymnast martial artist, yeah. slash like doing parkour before oh, anyone who ever. <laughs> I think it was yeah, uh, Kurt Thomas. Kurt Thomas. Yeah, he was a he was an Olympic gymnast. Yeah. Um, right. Who? 1985 martial arts film starring Olympic gymnast Kurt Thomas as Jonathan Kabat, an Olympic gymnast who combines his gymnastic ability with martial arts to enter a deadly competition in a fictional country, Parmesan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Where yeah. we get the cheese. Um, yeah, anyway, so if you're out there and you want to watch a super friggin' weird movie that's probably, I think they've, they, they dubbed most of it. Like even oh, his own yeah. English, I think. Was all like uh, they, they looped all of it. Um, like you seen Rumble in the Bronx? Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm gonna have to go with um, I'm gonna have to go with this little classic that really I think defined for me so much of what I love about action movies and '80s action movies and really just kind of like the genre in general. What is it, man? It is <clears throat> Jim Cotta. Lieutenant Raymond Tango. Oh boy, Lieutenant Gabriel Cash. <laughs> That's a horrible Jack Powell. Tango and Cash? Not terrible. I not. love... I'm my number one guy. Oh, Batman. Uh, Tango, no. Tango and Cash. That was oh. Batman, obviously. But yeah. um, but uh, another Jack Powell's line. But Tango and Cash uh, is just so damn good. It, it uh, Another Kurt Russell movie, uh, obviously, and in, in, in Sly Stallone. But um, I just... I love every bit of it. I love that there are these two, like, awesome kick-ass detectives that do things differently than each other and don't like each other, but they're both, like, you know, busting perps left and right and great introductory scenes, like Sly, like, pulling over that... Um, uh, that semi and the dude with the big jaw like getting thrown out of the front windshield and then like he shoots the tanker after they've already checked it for like drugs and it doesn't blow up and then all of a sudden the coke starts pouring out the side and you're like oh my gosh yeah. and then they get that like that SUV at the end like to do the final battle and like take down the big oh, bat ORV they called them ORV oh was it an ORV at that time yeah, yeah. Um, that was like built by that little you know their little gadget guy who by the way was also the homeless guy and the ghost of Christmas. No, he wasn't the ghost of Christmas. Anything in Scrooge. Sure, yeah, but but he's a cab driver. No, no, no. He wasn't a cab driver. He he was the guy who was the homeless guy. Who oh, find oh, dead, yeah, frozen dead, down in the in the. Herman or yeah, yeah. Oh, that poor guy. He was a great like weird character actor back in the eighties. Yeah. But Clint Howard. Is that who we're talking no, about? No, it's not Clint Howard. It's no, not Clint Howard. I'll find it right now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, great. Great yeah, action also, movie. Terry Hatcher uh, was so cute in that movie. Michael J. Pollard is his name. Michael J. Pollard. He was in a lot of stuff in the 80s. He was in Next of Kin with uh, Swayze and uh, Liam Neeson. Do you guys remember yeah, him in that? Right. He was the uh, hotel. He was like the hotel clerk anyway. It's fine. Yeah. No, that's a great. Tango Cash is super fun. It does uh, embody Mr. everything Fillion. about the 80s. Mr. Fillion, yes. favorite 80s action movie. Uh, JLS, buddy. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, only other action movie that taught us a uh, French man can be an action hero. There can be only one. Oh. oh. 1986, Highlander. 
Oh, so good. Oh, boy. A local theater uh, by my university, the Garneau, would show it every Friday night at midnight. So if you ever got a hankering for it, this is, you know, pre- Internet and pre iPads and iPhones. You wanted to see a movie, you had to get a VHS right. or a beta. And uh, <laughs> the beta. beta, I remember the beta. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah we could go there. Beta. And the only part of the film that was damaged was right at the beginning uh, when he cut off the fellow's head in the parking lot. And to this day, if I'm ever in a parking lot with my brother, he will take an opportunity when my back is turned <laughs> to hide. And when I can't see him, I go, <laughs> Jeff, where are you? He goes, there can be only one. Just <laughs> 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 hear it echoing off the, yeah. off the uh, empty halls of a, of a, of a parking garage. How many, so how many times would you see that movie as a kid? If it played every, every midnight, would you go... Oh, my God. How many times have I seen that movie? Yeah, like, in that, like during that time, would you go to that theater? Like, and, and I'm sure it? I've seen it at least 15 times in the Garneau. It was it was cheap. It was like a yeah. three dollar movie. Yeah. Um. And and everybody who was there, it was never their first time. And whenever that one little bit would you know right where he got his head cut off would skip and jump, everybody would go, oh, come on, like like like, like we were jipped somehow. Like we didn't know. I can't believe you jerks. You, yeah. you had to leave after that. Yeah. That's a good movie. They're supposedly remaking it. Um. And I just read that they're looking at having uh. Uh, Thomas Cruz come on and like play the mentor one. Yeah. Thomas oh, wow. Cruz. Yeah, Tommy, um, Thomas Cruz. Can I, can I Channing Tatum, sorry? Yeah. Can I throw in a special mention? Don't uh, say Cliffhanger. Do not say Cliffhanger. Jim Cotta got me all hot and bothered. And uh, just, I have to mention Remo Williams. Do you guys know uh, Remo Williams? No. Barely. All right, never mind. <laughs> it was amazing. It's Wasn't an amazing that the, same, movie. the guy from Tremors? Look up Remo Williams and watch it. It's was it that guy from Tremors? Was he Remo? Oh, dude. Well, wait, was the guy in Tremors? And uh, I, I don't know, but I love Tremors. Yeah, Tremors is great, <laughs> but we're not talking about that. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, was right, it? Is it? On. Is Let's it? The, hold on. Was it Remo Williams? The Adventure Begins. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he plays this like everyman cop, but he, he gets like mentored by this martial artist, and he learns to, like catch bullets in his teeth. And he has a, uh, the, the the whole climax of the movie is this amazing fight in the head of the Statue of Liberty. It's, it's yeah. unreal. It's an I mean, wow. It was unreal in 1980s. Which, by the way, is the size of an outhouse. That place. Up there. I don't know if you've ever been. Uh, catching bullets, catching bullets and teeth. One last special mention should be the Last Dragon. Uh, if nobody's seen <laughs> that movie, you are the last dragon. You, you possess the right. power of the glow. Oh, you gotta see it. Tyler wow. is looking at me with the most quizzical, like, "Are you high?" Everybody's no, YouTubing it right now. Dude, it is ridiculous fun. All right, if, since since uh, Tyler and Zach picked two real quick, Nathan, what's if you had to pick a second one real quick? What would you? What would be your second favorite action movie? Eighties action movie. Oh gosh, I uh, wasn't prepared for this. Second favorite action movie. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Commando, Cobra, Commando. Yeah. First Blood. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nerds, picking favorites fans, I'd like to tell you about a very cool coffee table book. It's a book about Apple. The background is that in 2009, a guy named Jonathan Zufi collected and photographed pretty much every single product Apple has ever made since 1976 and produced this stunning coffee table book. It's called Iconic, a photographic tribute to Apple innovation. Guys, you have to get this. It's a great gift, and it's perfect for the Apple fan or history buff. 
350 beautifully designed pages and hundreds of fantastic photos of basically every product Apple has ever made. I mean, every desktop, laptop, iDevice, printer, even the old gaming devices, it's all in here. And I guarantee you'll, you'll see some products that you didn't even know Apple made. There's an amazing chapter about prototypes, and there's even a chapter on packaging, all the boxes that came with all this amazing technology. It's a great book. I love it. I can't wait to give it as a gift to some of my best friends who all love Apple devices. It's perfect. It also includes a foreword by Steve Wozniak and hundreds of amazing quotes from other Apple pundits. It's really something. The book comes in a few different versions, including a version in a bookcase that looks like an old Apple floppy drive and a new ultimate edition that ships in a white clamshell with an embedded glowing standby light that pulses just like the old sleep indicators on the MacBook Pros. It's really worth seeing, so go visit iconicbook.com and take a look. You can order the classic edition at Amazon, but if you decide that you want the classic plus, the special, or ultimate editions, then enter the code RAZZLE when you check out for a 10% discount. That's iconicbook.com and promo code Razzle. Hey guys, let's get to, uh, since Christmas is coming up soon or the holidays, but we're going to say Christmas in this podcast. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite? <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this real quick, I got to give a shout out. I got to give a shout out to, uh, this, this uh, topic was suggested by listener Melissa Hudart at Mel Hudart or Hudart, if I'm if I'm saying that uh, correctly, she's a listener. She as you know, she tweets a lot at us and, and really likes the show. So she suggested yeah, since girl. the holidays are coming up uh, to do our favorite uh, holiday tradition. So this is you know our favorite holiday tradition, and it's a very appropriate given the season. So um, uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Zach today. Let's start Zach. What's your favorite holiday tradition? Um, you know, coming from, <laughs> coming from a family that that is uh, like everywhere like we don't really get together all that much for the holidays it's it's <clears> difficult <throat> to like nail down like oh, what's your tradition that we do because we don't even traditionally gather uh let alone thing but but i have obviously we we you know when i was a kid growing up we had some traditions here and there and i but i will say that in my adulthood a friend of mine um has had a caroling night and i've also gone caroling in new york when i was living out here and I know it sounds so cheesy, but it's really fun. Like when you have like 50 yeah. people all singing like <clears throat> Christmas carols just to sing them and uh, and you get that whole – and I, I think, by the way, also in New York, there's something about like New York. I that, did it last year in Washington Square with that big tree. And yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like 400 people singing carols. Yeah. Awesome. It's really kind of like yeah. like involving and, and communal <laughs> and, and moving and – you know, and it's songs that everybody kind of knows, and that it sounds really shitty, but it, 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 it's, it's fun to it's fun to sing. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'd say I'd say that it's kind of a uh, an as of late uh, tradition. A new sound tradition. And traditions have to start somewhere. They right? have to start somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, caroling. There you go. Nice. Uh, well, I'm just going to go to Tyler since he's right across. I'm in, I'm here with Zach, so I'm just going to go to. <laughs> um, okay, mine is just eating. No, I'm just <laughs> I uh, my favorite holiday tradition is uh, one that started uh, quite a long time ago with my brothers. I have two brothers. Uh, and we, uh, at one point or another, <clears throat> decided that bringing out the old NES system uh, and a bottle of whatever hooch was, uh, was, was flowing freely that night, uh, on Christmas Eve we would just have a Baseball Stars. Uh, SNK made this game called Baseball Stars yeah. NES. It's an old 8-bit baseball game. Uh, and we would just get rip roaring drunk and play baseball stars until the wee hours of the morning. Uh, 
Um, I guess it was kind of like a fuck you to Santa Claus. <laughs> like, I'm not getting up early on Christmas morning. Forget it. But we, uh, yeah, we started that tradition when we were in our late teens and early 20s, and it's uh, one that still stands to this day. Um, so Christmas Day is usually spent with quite a bad hangover. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. It's more about the baseball stars than it is about the, uh, the, the drinking. And for people who don't know, baseball stars, it's one of the best it's one of those rare gems of a game that NES, it's this Japanese masterpiece where one of the teams is called the lovely ladies and they wear pink and they wear like little short skirts. And they're like, it's just really, really a crazy game. And you can like, yeah. you, you win money at the end of the game. Like each game you win, yeah. like here you won $57,000 arbitrarily. And, <laughs> and then you can like buy stats for your players. Like he's got hitting and, and oh wow, and his speed. Oh, it's an, an upgradable game. Yeah. And it was amazing. And before their time, before, their time it's, for sure. It's no RBI baseball, but you know, right? No, RBI baseball sucked. And I it was the best baseball game, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, Razzle, Razzle, what's your favorite holiday tradition? Uh, my favorite holiday. Well, first off, my favorite holiday is Halloween. But since that was two months ago, um, my favorite Halloween, uh, my favorite holiday tradition for you know the the Christmas holidays um, would be eating kielbasa. Uh, we used to uh, my grandfather, uh, my grandmother on my dad's side. Um, we used to always uh, go over to their house um, on Christmas afternoon, and they'd always have like Polish sausage and kielbasa and Brussels sprouts and all that. And I realized as an adult, I can just eat that whenever I want, and I can, you know, which I do. Kielbasa is very good. You know, I'll buy Polish sausages and all that, and I'll just cook it myself. Um, but now that you know my grandfather passed away, now we do it at my aunt Sharon's house. We'll have Christmas afternoon there, um, and she'll make it over there. And it's just there's something about being a glutton and eating Polish sausage. You know, there's that thing. You know, it's like music when you hear it. Like music's the only time machine. It's you know when you hear a song, it takes you back. And when I when I think of Polish sausage or kielbasa, it takes me back to being you know like a kid and I'm um, going to my uh, grandparents' house and on Christmas afternoon and eating that and just hanging out with you know your, your, your cousins I'm and all hungry. that. I'm hungry. I'm super hungry now for giant. <laughs> Sausages, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Fillion. Uh, I love me a coiled sausage. Any any sausage coil will do for me, really. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Fillion, what's your favorite holiday <laughs> tradition? Yeah, that's my rep yeah. around town. Uh, Nathan, Nathan, uh, tell us, illuminate us. This just in: Can you say hi to Anastasia Washington, or is it Anastasia in Washington? No, Anastasia Washington. Hi. That'll do. Hi, Anastasia in Washington. Hi, what's Anastasia up, Washington. Yeah. Um, She'll love that. It's great. As a child, you know, uh, uh, it was a big deal. Uh, I grew up in Canada, uh, and uh, back back you know back in the day, it would snow two feet overnight. You know, that was not yeah, not wait, uncommon. Where are you from in Canada? Edmonton, Alberta, Edmonton. sir. Okay. okay. Forty below was the norm, and oh. one year I'll never forget it. My parents came to me, and my dad said, "Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you something right now, and you're going to think I'm joking, but I'm not. It's very important. You understand? I'm not joking." We are not going to have presents this year. What? It was a big, you know, deal. He said, instead, we're going to go to Mexico for two weeks. It's going to be warm and sunshiny, and uh, there's going to be an ocean. You can swim in pool. And I was in, I was in when he said warm. Uh, so over the years, as a child, they, they, my parents took us to Mexico four times and Hawaii twice, and that is a right. Christmas tradition that I have continued. Uh, the tropics at Christmas, a, a reprieve from the winter in yeah. the middle of said winter uh, for two weeks. Just get out, go somewhere where the Christmas lights hang on palm trees. That's my jam. Well, now you know how cold it gets in L.A. in the winter. Yeah, I mean, you got to get away from that subtropical weather. Don't judge me. Yeah, I was like, I knew they're going to get the hate. It's for a it. tradition. 
<laughs> and a damn it's fine wind. It's by like 25 degree weather. It's freezing. By the way, Nathan, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, brother. I, I, think, um, <clears throat> I think it's kind of the perfect time to go on. Uh, me and our, our group of friends have, yeah. have uh, done quite a few trips together. Yeah, we've uh, done very. Yeah, we've done Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, and uh, Hawaii, and those, and that help Christmas I'm gonna, time. I'm so. going to start inviting myself because Michigan is too cold to go back yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, but we don't have any sausage. Right? <laughs> the funny thing about a lot of these traditions <clears throat> is, like, you can do, you can, as, like Razzle said, as a grown man, I can do this. I can go get sausage. You can do that with almost any holiday tradition. Sure. You, can, you can have Thanksgiving anytime you want. You can well, mine. Difficult, difficult, difficult to Christmas carol with 300 strangers around July 4th. Yeah. No, man. This one's a little know. different. I'm a, 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 so Kentucky. Oh, wait, you haven't got to Kentucky. Kentucky, what is your favorite uh, holiday tradition? So in light of what Tyler just said, mine's a little difficult to do, uh, a different at any time of the year with just anyone. So my favorite tradition growing up was <laughs> the time when my parents, my mother and father, and my brother and I would decorate the Christmas tree. And each year we knew, you know, we would be planning up to it to that, like that Friday night that we were going to do it. And we got everything ready and we knew, you know, where it was going to go. And we had one of those artificial trees because it was just easier. And my parents were like, well, let's just put this together. It's going to be great. But it was the kind you had to actually put each different tree branch in. It wasn't like, you know, here's two pieces and they go together and that's it. It kind of took some, you know, a bit of logic and puzzle working out a bit. I remember, I remember those trees. Yeah, yeah, to figure it out. And so we would do that whole thing together, and then we would, you know, put on the lights and put on all the ornaments from when I was a little kid to, you know, and we, and we did this from when I was like six to I got probably tired of it when I was 14 because, you know, when you're 14 or 15 years old, you think your parents are stupid and they don't know and you don't want to do anything with them in the first place. But – Every year, my brother and I would get to switch on who put the star on top of the <laughs> um, tree. And so every year, it was like, oh, this is my year. And then next year, it was like, uh, you know, my brother would cry. He was a, year, a couple years younger than me. He wanted to do it. But it was just such a great moment of like, it's one of those times when, you know, families all have problems and difficulties and all that. And I know I'm going to get a little sappy about like in the holiday tradition of this part. But <clears throat> it was one of those times where like all the guns went down yeah. and nobody was upset and you just wanted to enjoy that time together and be grateful and thankful and happy that you had a family. And now that I have a daughter. You guys had guns? We did. <laughs> I mean guns like, you know, people put the guns down. Like a euphemism yeah, they're for, from Kentucky. Of course, yeah, they, had, they, course they, they all guns. had guns. What are you talking about? I know you Canadians don't, but we Kentuckians do. Um, and so, but that's a tradition that I'm going to now start instilling into my daughter, um, which is why I think it's probably so, um, that memory is so great for me now that I kind of understand how my parents felt, uh, and Mm -hmm. how now they, you know, I want to carry that on with my own daughter, Maxine. So does that mean Maxine will never smell a freshly cut Christmas? No, we'll get a fresh, we would get a fresh tree. We'll just decorate it together. And then it's really Um, about the star. That's really what it's about. See, I've never had a fresh cut Christmas tree. I've always had artificial trees. Oh, they're great. But now I just have like a pre-lit Canadian tire uh, Christmas tree, which is also awesome. It has a remote control. (laughs) Come on. But Dave, uh, I was going to say, you mentioned how, like, when you're 14, you think your parents are stupid, because they are. Right. Uh, but it's funny, you are, you're, I can totally relate, you're never too old or too cool to put the star on top of the tree. I remember that in my household, too. It was like, yeah, I have, I had two brothers, so it was also, we had the rotating, you know, who got to put the, the star up. And, uh, yeah, it, it is, it's a touching, 
profound moment for some reason. And I remember yeah, when we I changed. Guess. Thank you, Tyler. I pre- I appreciate your validation. I do. It's finally, on someone on this show validates my feelings. I appreciate it. There you go, Dave. He was talking and air quoting everything he just said. Oh, you <laughs> jerk! And rolling his eyes. <laughs> I mean, he's like, I was like, fished in. I'm gonna fish him in right here. Watch this. It's gonna be great. Wow. Uh, well, hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and obviously the lady would be me. Uh, that I, that pretty much uh, covers all of our topics. We, this is record time. Yeah, we this get is the, Nathan Fillion on the show, and we actually stay on topic. That was like a race, yeah. like a race to get get through it. And we even had a lot of bonuses in that one too. We did. We went. We tangented. We tangented a bit, but still kept it on topic and uh, with a nice nice pace. So uh, well done, boys. Good job. Yeah. Hey, Nathan Fillion, thank you for joining us. That's me. Thank Thanks, you. Nathan. We really appreciate it. Thank guys, you for the uh, invite, guys. That again, really pleasant. you'll look in the fans' guide. We'll get those pictures for you. Um, we'll have some links to the movies we talked about. And uh, you'll also be able to find all of our all our social media stuff and, and where to go. Oh, and, I love handles. <laughs> and Nathan will be tweeting about where he's going for his holiday vacation. Um, and so uh, you guys keep an eye out for that. <laughs> and I'm going to go get some uh, kielbasa. Go get yeah. some kielbasa. <laughs> and I'm going to get my Christmas guns. Yeah. Christmas guns. Get them out. Get them out, boys. All right, everybody. Thank you. And we'll thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Then, as usual, you know, give us a good review on iTunes if you can and share it and Subscribe, tell all your friends. All Subscribe to all that and help us climb the charts and take over the world. And we appreciate it. Thank all you. All right, guys. Thanks. Now let's sing the end credits. <laughs> Well, we have a song that uh, Tyler wrote. It's really good. Yeah, You'll hear it. Really yeah, where is that? I haven't heard it once yet. Well, That's because you were late. It's because you were late. That's why we, we were going to play it later. So, All right, guys. Thanks. We'll Thank see you. you next time. Thanks, right. Nathan. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Happy holidays. Hey, listeners. Help picking favorites stay free to download by completing this short anonymous survey. It will take no more than five minutes. Your answers will help match our show with advertisers that best fit the sensibilities of our podcast and its listeners like you. Listeners who complete the survey will be entered in an ongoing monthly raffle to win a $100 Amazon gift card. We promise not to share or sell your email address, and we won't send your email unless you win. Please go to podsurvey.com slash razzle. That's podsurvey.com slash razzle to take our survey and get a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Thank you. Hop. Pop. Wolf Pop is part of Midroll Media, executive produced by Adam Sachs, Matt Gorley, and Paul Shear.